0: Hello. If you're listening to this, it's because your thoughts put a frequency into the universe that magnetized us. And now we're here. Talking with you. Guys, it's Couples Book Club and we're talking about the secret. Yay. I'm pretty sure it broke Isaac.
1: Oh, I'm already broken.
0: Well, further broken.
1: It may have widened a pre-existing crack. <laughs>
0: Yes, we did. We read *The Secret* by Rhonda Byrne, the 2007 huge, massive bestseller garbage. 2006, pardon me. Whew. Um, I'm not sure what genre this qualifies as. Um,
1: that was dumpster fire kind (laughs) of garbage. A a genre? (laughs) Not sure.
0: Hmm. Self-help, magical thinking, um, insulting nonsense. I mean, it's kind of long, but I think
1: yeah, it's... Yeah, just come up with something snappier.
0: Yeah, well,
1: let's see what I can do.
0: Uh, as you might have gathered, not fans over here of The Secret.
1: Oh, I secretly am. I've just been holding,
0: on, holding off on it. That's your secret? About yep. The Secret? It's the
1: big reveal for this podcast. <laughs> <that> I'm a <laughs> devoted follower of The Secret.
0: Wow! Yep. Did you manifest me into the into your life? How do you life? think
1: all this happened?
0: That's true. We we do have a very spacious apartment. I have things to be grateful for, and gratitude is a big part of the secret. So
1: gratitude.
0: <laughs> Don't give me no attitude. <laughs> gratitude. Gratitude. On Thanksgiving Day. Yep. It's from the Doctor Cat's Thanksgiving episode, which if you haven't seen, is the the best. It's a work of art. All episodes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Pretty much anything.
0: Yeah. Yes. I didn't have the secret when I went to buy the secret, so I didn't know how to get myself two copies from the goodwill. Even though I was looking, I only was able to find one, and even that, the second goodwill I went to. Well, the
1: the universe is just like you just need one man. That's, all That's you need. true.
0: We were able to share it. Isaac yeah. read it first, and then I, uh, then I read it. A large chunk of it I read today because I procrastinated, so it is fresh. A-F. I think I
1: read most of it in a day.
0: Yeah, you read it pretty quick.
1: I think kind of to, I kind of h- hate slash rage read it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and kind of wanted to get it over with, so I think that helped move yeah. things along. Yeah,
0: there's lots of parts you can can skim because they're repetitive and also are nonsense. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. so about the secret. Oh, by the way, I'm Lauren. That's Isaac. Ew. Did I mention this is Couples Book Club?
1: I think you did, sort of. Uh,
0: we're married to each other, and we can read. Oh my god, there's so many box elder bugs in here <laughs> everywhere.
1: Yeah, we might need to start killing them. Oh. I don't really like to, but like...
0: I know, because they're harmless, but they're everywhere. Population's
1: getting out of control here.
0: Um. So this is written by Rhonda Byrne. She's Australian, right? I don't know. Or she was living in Australia. I think she's Australian. She's Australian. She wants to talk to you about the secret. She ran some businesses or some shit. And then her daughter, one of her daughters gave her a book about like, how to magically get money. That was really old and she, that's where she discovered the secret. And she started finding that all, all great successful people and all, you know, everybody who has possessed great wisdom throughout history Knows the secret.
1: So this seems like the kind of thing that, like, if it was in a student paper, I would put something like "more evidence needed" or "tenuous connection" <laughs> in the in the margins.
0: Yes, 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 yes. I did see a book called "The Science uh, Behind the Secret" at the Goodwill, but it was written by different people. I mean, I assume it was associated with it, but oh
1: yeah, no, no, no doubt she gave it her blessing, so it's. Right. Also written on faux parchment.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the greatest thing. It's like a square-shaped book. It's written on fake parchment, and there's, like, dumb, like, uh, handwriting, like... Fonts. Fonts. It looks Stupid. like something I would have made in junior high thinking it looked cool and old-timey. Um, Maybe, this, maybe
1: you, you knew about the secret then. You didn't maybe I did. It. You weren't aware of it.
0: Maybe I lost the secret, and now... I found it again so I guess kind of the the secret basically is um, here on page nine there's a lot of things but your thoughts become things so it's just like think about stuff a lot and that stuff will happen if you believe hard enough that's basically it
1: Except for like 180 pages or however long this fucking book is.
0: Yeah, it's not that long, but it is. It's 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 dense with bullshit, pure sewage. Yep. Being dumped into the universe.
1: That sounds pretty accurate, actually. <laughs> not in a positive way, obviously, but I just think that's like humanity It's just sewage being dumped in the universe.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: We're literally the worst, but, you
0: know. I mean, obviously, with our negative attitudes, we are the exact wrong people to buy into the secret.
1: Um, I think realistic attitude is what you meant to say.
0: Right. Realistic people who don't believe in shit. I mean, here and there in the book, there are parts that are like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, there are, like, scientific studies about, like, the placebo effect or, like, how positive attitude can affect this, this, and this but they it's they literally talk about it as being magic. And I don't know if you guys knew this. Magic
1: isn't real. What about what about magic the gathering?
0: That seems to be real. There's a lot of people into so it. It seems real. to be a thing. Super real. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's real. Yeah. Yeah, so not only is this a book based on um nonsense bullshit magic, um it's also deeply offensive at times so that was a fun surprise well a lot of it's just like this is dumb and not real not real and then like like oh my god
1: there there are peaks and valleys of offensiveness but it's always offensive okay on some level okay
0: yeah all right i I mean i respect your view on that appreciate that means a lot Um. to me I mean, there are chapters with different sections about finding, about getting what you want from the universe, about different things. There's like health, there's money, there's relationships, but it's all basically the same thing. Um, and it's all bullshit. So we'll just talk about things we particularly hated because there's nothing we liked. No. Do you want to, do you want to start us off, bro?
1: Well, uh, normally for these, I would do, I don't know, go through my notes and pick out, I don't know, 10 or 12 things, just random things that I felt would be worth discussing. But this, this is the first time I've had to, uh, like, thematically come up with discussion points because there's so much stuff I hated. Mm. And lots of them are somewhat interlinked, so I went with more thematic points. Okay. Um. So the fact that she either... Does not understand or is like completely oblivious to like capitalism and what that means.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: So I had I had a few a few spots marked uh, that I can use as sort of a jumping off point here. Uh, at one point she talks about, um, "Hey, is it coincidence that one percent of the people earn ninety six percent of the money? No, it's the secret." I'm pretty sure my my. My note says it's called capitalism, bitch, <laughs> which is pretty accurate, I think.
0: I also marked that page. Yeah, they're talking about how that's no accident. It's like, yeah, that's how the system is set up. It's not a fucking universal magnetized magic. It's it's capitalism.
1: So there's that one. There's a point later on where she says um, if, if you think about debt, you find yourself in debt.
0: Oh, my God
1: and i said no that's capitalism also right and then there's a point later than that where she says negative thoughts block money from coming to you that if you think positively right. money just comes like right, the part right, right. where she's like hey pretend your bills that you get in the mail are checks uh-huh and then she talks about like writing this like fake register where she's counting all this money that she has coming in mm-hmm. it's like no Money doesn't work that way. Do you understand exchange economies? Clearly no. not.
0: Yeah, on 99, this isn't the secret to money chapter. This is the part you're talking about. Yeah. The quotation is The only reason any person, any person, emphasis added, does not have any money is because they are blocking money from coming to them with their thoughts. So, fuck you, poor people. Your thoughts are bad and making you poor. Because of your bad thoughts, you did it yourself. Well, and then uh, (laughs) the—I don't (laughs) even know where to start with my criticism. Gather yourself a little bit here. Oh, I obviously it's a complete disregard for, um, and or ignorance of, um, the idea of like systemic oppression, and and just like like any kind of familiarity with the experience of true like poverty and desperation
1: well i remember i I was reading this stuff and i was going through and i I looked at the back and like the author the contributor bio thing. oh yeah yeah i was just trying to 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 see like all right how many mostly dudes how many people of color and women are in this and not many of either
0: yeah they're almost all dudes yeah there's a few women.
1: Everyone's like an entrepreneur, or some kind of business douche. Oh, man. my
0: God. Yeah, they do things like, um, fuck, what are some of these phrases? They have job titles like um, a non-aligned trans-religious progressive. Um, there's all sorts of like business consultants. Um, they do a lot of feng shui. Someone named Mike Dooley. He's not a career teacher or speaker. Instead, as a, quote, life adventurer. Jesus. Um,
1: life adventurer sounds like trust fund kid who hasn't had to have a real job ever.
0: Yeah. This guy, here's a guy who does, who study ancient modern research about the nature of the mind and transformational techniques. Yeah. It's like energy healing bullshit.
1: That seems like the kind of dude who has run some sort of, like, sketchy, like, Eastern mysticism self-help kind of thing Mm -hmm. and has, like, at least five pending sexual harassment suits (laughs) against him from either former employers or – or former employees or uh, patrons of his uh, pseudo-business.
0: There's also, like, wealth consultants, a modern-day spiritual messenger. Nope. This one guy calls himself. Nope. Nope couple physicists. There's one in here. I can't find it now. But, like, just the, like, programs that he had founded just sound... I mean, they're cults, pyramid schemes, basically. I'm pretty sure that's just
1: what this is. Right. In general. No.
0: Fucking Rhonda found the secret, and the secret is earn millions of dollars by duping people with your bullshit message of... False false hope. of, of (laughs) Of being able to help themselves... But just thinking positive.
1: Yep, yep,
0: yep. Yeah, there's a lot of things that made me really angry. Garbage. So she quotes these various, these are all author contributors. She quotes them throughout um, the book. Um,
1: this is another one of those things that if this was in a student paper, it would be, I would say something like, include more of your own thoughts or frame the quoted material instead of it being like 50% quotes from like morons.
0: Yeah. No, it's not a that, lot not of that. Not that
1: her, you know, in, interpretive matter in between is particularly, you know, interesting. but like No, bro, heavens no. Bro, basically you just like cut and paste this book together and now you're like a billionaire. Yeah. Because cause America, basically. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: Which, you know, sort of makes sense, I guess, but also is awful.
0: Uh, one more thing I wanted to say about the money stuff. Is I'm on 103... Is she, I mean, she talks about playing these games, and you talked about that a little bit, like pretending your bills are, are, are checks before you open them. Yep. And then telling yourself you have all this money so it doesn't feel bad when you have to pay bills. And then she says that bills attract more bills if you think about... Because that's basically the secret. It's like, if you think about bills, then you'll get more bills. Which doesn't make any sense, first of all. Um, because presumably you're paying bills for goods and services that you subscribe to or have to pay for because you're a person in the universe who like uses electricity or joined a gym. Like the the bills don't just come out of nowhere. Like it's stuff that you did. Related
1: question. Has she lived in a yurt at some point?
0: God, Rhonda. I don't get a hippie vibe from her. She has kind of like a... Um, a business douchey middle class. Well, but it would be thing. like,
1: it'd be like the glamping version of a yurt.
0: I mean, maybe for like a month.
1: Oh, no, I was, thinking, I was thinking like a weekend.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no, like, yurt. yeah, short retreat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: So Meditation getting, is supposedly also important. Getting back in touch with nature.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, there's something these hunter gatherers know, like nomadic people. Is just they have like knowledge that we don't have because their lives are so much more simple. Yeah. She doesn't say that, but I bet it's
1: implied. It. It's implied. She probably has a Native American room too.
0: Oh, just makes her feel good. <laughs> I we'll love just... that
1: that joke exists. Like the better part of a decade later.
0: <laughs> we were once at a thrift store in somewhere in Northwest Golden Ohio. Green. So I bought this nice wooden rocking chair, um, and then we we gonna we <laughs> had to like tie it into the trunk of Isaac's old Nissan with like yarn or some shit.
1: It was it was precarious, and it
0: was like raining. Anyway, it was an adventure. I bought like um it was like a throw pillow with some like Native American princess on it.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that, that, was that I think that the I good gave
0: world. to some like I think I gave it to Amanda or something, someone who would appreciate something really tacky, and the woman working was talking about how much she loves that stuff. And she has a whole, like, Native American room that presumably is full of, like, dream catchers and, like, wolf howling at the moon posters. She definitely <laughs> has a, a
1: dream catcher. Or what was that? The, the like, cocapelli thing? The, like, flute playing dude? <laughs>
0: like that. Yep. And just as she, um, yeah, she just... The whole room. She just goes in there and she says something, like, just... It just makes me feel good. So anyway, we still reference that to this day, nearly a decade later. (laughs) Oh, also, did you know that Jesus was a millionaire with a lifestyle that you could never even imagine?
1: Oh, yeah. What was that? Uh, The Millionaires of the Bible or whatever that she was talking about? I kind of want to... I meant to look that up to see if I could track that down because I'm curious.
0: Oh, there's a book series called The Millionaires of the Bible. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, and Jesus were not only prosperity teachers, but also millionaires themselves with more affluent lifestyles than many present-day millionaires could conceive of, which is clear trash and not true.
1: Wasn't that completely contrary to, like, most of the Jesus stuff?
0: Yeah, Jesus was all about, like, let's, like...
1: Fuck money lenders, etc.
0: yeah. And like Moses wandered in the wilderness for fucking ever. I mean, I guess technically when he lived, just
1: a vision quest, man. He was finding himself and his as, uh, his gap year before college.
0: Like when he lived with the like as part of the pharaoh's family slash entourage, he was rich. Um, and I guess Joseph also lived with the pharaoh and worked for him, but like, <sighs>
1: that's dirty money because it's pharaoh.
0: Yeah. Anyway, Jesus was a millionaire. Hashtag fun fact. Hashtag true fact. Hashtag the secret. Hashtag uh, wealth. I'm just kind of
1: figuring out how that works. Like, was that not a period when having money would help you in, a, like, a criminal trial situation? Like, could he not get yeah, decent lawyers?
0: Think so. Right? Like, pay somebody off.
1: Yeah, you would think.
0: Just be like, hey, get that other Jewish, like, millennialist preacher over there who also existed right now. Yep. Uh, if you're trying to make a political statement,
1: I feel like if you have those kind of resources, why would you not make use of
0: them? Well, because he's the son of God.
1: So he should be rolling in it, then.
0: Well, you know what? Instead of millions of whatever kind of Roman money, I have no idea what the using, what the currency was. Pieces of silver. Uh, he was rolling in millions of souls saved through R- his sacrifice. Oh, dude, for roll- us in our sinfulness.
1: Rolling in souls is an awesome album
0: <laughs> <laughs> I also like it. Yeah. Rolling in souls. Someone's um, got to
1: use that eventually. But
0: yeah, anything else on specifically on like wealth and money?
1: Just that the whole like. That idea that you can do anything if you want it, if you want it bad enough, or that like money will just come to you if you want it—it's like no,
0: mm-hmm.
1: no, no, no. This I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, you know, cast aspersions as such. I don't know her marital status, but
0: I would guess she's divorced because she never mentions her husband.
1: But this strikes me, she strikes me as the she kind a of person couple, like, grown who, daughters, I think. Who, when she was married, did not have to work has not been fantastically gainfully employed or had to support herself extensively.
0: Well, before she found the secret, she had a business that was kind of going under. She mentioned yeah. at one point. Yeah. So I don't really know.
1: Or she tried to support herself, but it didn't work out that well. I'm not yeah. So she I'm not was just really thinking sure. about debt, man. She was thinking about failure manifested.
0: If you think about debt, debt comes to you. So, don't pay off your debts.
1: Yep. Just don't even think about them.
0: Just don't think about them. I guess. Or someone at one point, one of the other people, said, like, enroll in an automatic debt repayment program and then forget about it. It's like, I mean, you still have to make enough money for the automatic payments, payments to be to, covered. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like,
0: it's not like you can forget about it. You need to check and make sure that the system is working. Yeah, this is stupid. Um, And that's kind of just their attitude about anything negative in your life, is just basically ignore it. Um because if you think about it then the universe will give you more of it because the universe is an idiot and when you say I don't want cancer all it hears is Lauren's thinking about cancer I'm going to send a bunch of cancer to her like universe learn negatives it's not that hard it's one of the first things you learn in a new language
1: universe doesn't doesn't know languages or knows all the languages it has its up. own language.
0: Maybe I should ask for what I want in Esperanto, and that would help.
1: That's racist.
0: A little bit. What we, we brought up Esperanto in one of our other.
1: Esperanto. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the original version um, was actually.
0: Why did Weird Al not make that song?
1: Maybe he did. I don't know. Um, it's an outtake. I'm somewhere. asking
0: the fucking universe to get Weird Al to write that song. The Esperanto. I it's mean it's uh, very timely. It's
1: lesser Eagles, but still. <laughs> just, saying, it. just saying.
0: I love it. Bet you do. Um oh one more thing. She wants you to play these games with the did maybe it, I already mentioned this. With the with wealth and thinking about like I uh, I believe that you already have the money and act as if you have it. So look at things and be like, I can afford that. I can afford that. Which, when I was talking about this with my improv team the other night, I was telling them about this bullshit. Uh, somebody was like, that's like a really easy like attitude to have to get yourself into like huge debt. Like, but then, but I can afford that. I'm just going to buy it. And then I'll be able to pay it off with the wealth the universe is bringing me. But you
1: don't recognize debt, so it doesn't exist.
0: That's true. If you don't think about debt, it will not occur. So
1: these collection agencies just keep sending me these big checks.
0: Oh my god, it's amazing. Right? I mean, they won't let me deposit them at the bank, but like, Psst, whatever. I mean, they just need to use the secret at the bank and tell themselves that I'm giving them checks.
1: Bank has never believed in my amazing approach to money.
0: No, fuck the bank. Bank doesn't believe in me.
1: Seriously. One other one, I feel like I should mention at this point, just because it's my my next point, but something that came to mind is, I feel like there were more, but I noted a couple of what I, I thought were like specifically kind of like loopholes.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna refill my drink while you talk. I'm not gonna pause this. I'm just gonna refill my drink <laughs> in the background. Okay.
1: But um. it's like it's the kind of thing. So like, okay, this this entire sort of process that the book is suggesting is, is absurd.
0: Hopping.
1: It will not work. No. But. There needs to be a way to blame the people that it doesn't work for for it not working
0: right yes right mm-hmm.
1: and so the two things I saw there's one spot where uh, she says um, if you're if you're not clear in terms of what you're asking for right that the law of attraction doesn't work for you right mm-hmm. so they can just say oh well you weren't clear enough you didn't you didn't uh, explicitly lay out what you wanted or you weren't you I know didn't really defining your terms yeah and so clarity one loophole, and then the best one was uh, that you are uh, somehow delaying in getting to the place of believing and knowing and feeling, and so you're just dragging your feet, man. You're not going, all, you're not going all in. You just mm-hmm. have to go all in, you know, getting to dead up to your eyeballs. I'm
0: trying to be partially in.
1: Yeah, got to be all 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 the way in, I guess. All, balls deep. Exactly, but these just seem like obvious like. If you go to someone and say, "Well, I, ch- I tried to do it and it didn't work," the way. oh, you just didn't, you just didn't, you weren't clear enough. You have to make everything very explicit. The universe is is kind of dumb and sort of literal, so you need mm-hmm. to you need to tell it also things. Also, the, the universe right is a
0: genie. Yep, that will grant you your wishes.
1: I was just thinking of the the universe as uh, as the djinn from. Uh,
0: oh, remember when we read that good book?
1: Genie the Golem, yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> which was much much better than this. Was, yeah. But that's that's possibly a good segue to the victim blaming stuff. So
0: we can talk about that if you want to. Sure, but what one point I did, um, or one thing that did come to mind with that is that, I mean, it's just like any kind of like bullshit um, like ideology. Um, it, but it made me think about um, like fuck like Milton Friedman, the, like Chicago School yeah. like economics, yeah, and about like. How, when they were trying to like apply like, s- like completely free market free for all nonsense in South America and if it like the economies were failing or, yeah, like work it's not, or whatever. You're,
1: well you're not doing it right. It's not extreme enough yet. Yeah.
0: Uh Your market isn't free enough. That's why it didn't work. Not yeah. this is a thing that doesn't work and actively hurts people. Like
1: <laughs> what I... I... I like the idea that like that's that's a perfectly legitimate line of argument that like oh you just weren't doing it right or you haven't actually been pursuing free markets mm-hmm. but if like people make that argument the other direction that like the Soviet Union doesn't really represent communism as it's purely sort of defined mm-hmm. people just think oh bullshit no that's just how, that's how that is which is not defensive communism as such just like poking a hole in that kind of right. logic well and it just of, reminds me like, you've just me- never done it right basically
0: One, it reminds me of when I was, like, still Mormon and there was this idea that, like, if you're unhappy, it's because you're sinning. And if you try to ask Jesus to make you feel better and he doesn't, it's because there's something wrong with you. Um, You haven't repented or you're doing something wrong or your faith isn't strong enough. Like, it basically just blames you for all your own problems and the things that are supposed to help you. Um, I already do that enough
1: by myself. Thanks. I don't need... (laughs) <laughs> Another, you know, outside ideology to encourage that.
0: Well, uh, my parents never said the words "you're depressed" because you're. Thinning. It's implied. It's implied. Um, but there was some strong implications. Strong implications. Um. So, yeah. Also, okay. I guess we could talk about this real quick, um, because it talks a lot about positivity and having positive thoughts and just deciding on good thoughts you have good thoughts now and that's just how it is there's no acknowledgement whatsoever that a maybe you live in like abject poverty and you don't have time to have good thoughts because you work like nine jobs and are like fighting off wild dogs um for your trash dinner
1: is that like a tenth job
0: it's more of like a hobby He's extracurricular? Fight off
1: wild dogs in your spare time. And <laughs> hey, what do you do for fun after 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 your ninth job? Oh, I fight off wild dogs.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I share my dinner with them, but mostly we fight over it. But also, there's absolutely no acknowledgement of um, mental illness, yeah. which I there's. We'll talk about a whole section well, on health and illness. That's a but, personal failing, right? But there's absolutely so, no acknowledgement that some people, like everyone in this room are depressed and have like like struggling to
1: Is Daisy depressed?
0: Oh, yeah. No, our our our, our stuffed octopus that has little stumpy little legs and is very cute. Um She's just pretty
1: happy most of the time. She's
0: not depressed. Okay, yeah. all the humans in the room? Okay. The living humans and possibly our fish. Oh yeah, no she's depressed. Yeah, as fuck, is, dude. is depressed AF. Um But the, yeah, there's just no acknowledgement that like Mental illness is a thing that can prevent you from having positive thoughts and like...
1: Well, just the idea that you constantly have control over your mind and can like make it do what you want it to do. Like that would be really nice sometimes, but Mm -hmm. I don't really think that's true for me. Probably not for you. Probably not for a lot of people.
0: Well, and there's certain, again, there are certain aspects of, of truth and helpful thought throughout this. So there's parts of... Quote the secret that are like things that uh, seem familiar to me as someone who's been in therapy and done like um, stuff with cognitive behavioral therapy. Well, that's, I mean,
1: that's that's how they bait you in. There's just like the smallest kernel of truth, <laughs> and that's enough to reel you in, and then you start buying the rest of the bullshit.
0: Where like you learn how to uh, recognize negative thought patterns. You learn to recognize your triggers and realistic
1: you, thought patterns.
0: And you <laughs> you start to. Um, recognize when you're falling into a pattern of rumination, which is you know, like you have to think about your problems. You do as a person in the world or you you can't just ignore them. I'm sorry, Rhonda. But um but then you can fall into like, yeah, ruminating and thinking about it too much and getting past the point where it's helpful, or you're coming up with solutions, you're just dwelling and making yourself feel worse. That's a real thing. That's not part that's not the secret though. That's like Learning how your mind works and how to break out of negative patterns with the help of, you know, a mental health professional or something. Uh, Not just like, I decided today that I only have good thoughts. Like, that's not how it works.
1: Well, especially if you had, I don't know, when I was reading that part, I was thinking. Guys, meds are your friend. I was thinking of like Maria Bamford stuff where she's talking about like. Obsessive thoughts uh-huh. and stuff like that, like you can't, you can't turn that off if that's the way your brain is wired, Mm-mm. or how you, your like brain chemistry works. Like you can't, you can't.
0: No, you even have if you to... really
1: want to, you can't do that. Like you have to have therapy and like drugs and stuff to control that. Right,
0: right. There are ways you can learn to manage it, but it's not like, yeah, it, <laughs> it doesn't disappear. Uh, just because you decided you wanted to feel good.
1: Like, hey, I'm, I've just said I'm not schizophrenic today. Fuck it. I'm not. It's all about I'm not attitude. not doing that anymore. <laughs> yep, just got to want it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, by the way, everyone listen to all of Maria Bamford because she talks about that a lot and is also the funniest comedian on planet Earth and probably any other planet. So, that's a fact.
1: You don't know about alien comedy scenes.
0: Okay, well, bring me some alien comics. I'm not sure if there might be a cultural barrier to understanding. I
1: I don't, I'm only into reptoid comedy, so I don't, (laughs) it's very specific. You sure. It takes a while to sort of get up to speed on it, but Uh when you do, (laughs) shit is ridiculous. Uh, Okay. Reptoid stand-up, best scene, just saying.
0: You wanted to talk, excuse me, victim-blaming?
1: Yeah, so my first one of well, there there are many. There are but my first favorite one, I think this is the maybe the first time it really pops up as when she talks about the idea that like if you're in a car accident or in a plane crash or something mm-hmm. that you attracted this to yourself somehow that mm-hmm. like you were thinking, mm-hmm. "Oh man, I, I hope this I hope this plane doesn't crash." So you're thinking crash thoughts or like you you're in a car accident and uh you know, obviously it's because you thought like, oh man, I'm freaked out. I have to drive safely or I want, what's this person next to me doing? Mm-hmm. And so it's like your fault for something like this. It's like really, dude? Cause like.
0: It's like the universe is like a dog or a really like cartoonishly inattentive husband who only hears the last word that you said. <laughs> and you're like, hey, could you uh, pick up some soy milk? and he only hears milk so he brings you milk and you're like no I like like dairy milk and you're like no I want soy milk and the universe is like how'd you expect me to know that <laughs> why do you keep talking about milk and he just keeps buying you milk
1: yep yep it's
0: pretty much what is, that is. is the
1: universe just like
0: suddenly you're swimming in milk it's, it's gross guys
1: universe is like home improvement Tim Allen
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the level of he's really of, into cars of, of and stuff <laughs> husbandry we're talking about exactly. Here.
1: But yeah, just this idea that if anything bad happens to you, you brought it upon yourself. Like, you're in a plane crash. You literally have no control over this situation. Right, literally. Like, you're handing your life over to this person who's flying the plane with, you know, the trust that they will do their job and that the, you know, mechanical workheads of the plane will hold up. Right. And, like, I've watched enough air disasters to know that, like, it's just basically, like, it's, luck of the draw. It's
0: pure chance, yeah. Yeah,
1: there's nothing you can really do about it. As a passenger, it. there's nothing you can do. There are very, very limited things in a slight majority of cases you can do to increase your chances of survival, depending on the type of crash. Mm-hmm. But, like, you're still pretty much screwed.
0: Right. Right. I mean, if we're talking about people who are in charge, like people who are, like, uh, the, the supervising mechanics or the actual pilots... Like, if they have a lot of shit going on mentally or emotionally, they might, like, slack on their jobs. But there's literally nothing you as a a passenger who bought a plane ticket can do to mitigate that with your fucking magical thoughts. Yeah. Um, The first and most egregious example I think of this victim blaming is on page 28. Um, It's just, like, clarifying what the secret is and how it works. She says... Often, when people first hear this part of the secret, they recall events in history where masses of lives were lost, and they find it incomprehensible that so many people could have attracted themselves to the event. By the law of attraction, they had to be on the same frequencies as the the event. Doesn't necessarily mean they thought of that exact event, the Holocaust, but the frequency of their thoughts match the frequency of the event. If people believe they can be in the wrong place at the wrong time and they have no control over their circumstances, those thoughts of fierce separation, and powerlessness, if persistent, can attract them to being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yes, Isaac. He has his you, hand up.
1: Do you remember that scene I told you about in uh, in Shoah?
0: I, I don't know. You tell me about a lot of fucked up shit. So there then. was this
1: kid who was in uh, I don't which camp it was. I don't want to say hell no, but I could be wrong. Um, he was like a little kid when he was in there, and uh, apparently he had a good like singing voice, and knew like a bunch of like Polish folk songs.
0: Oh yeah 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 you and so one of this. the one
1: of the guards would like he'd take this like rowboat down the down the nearby river to go to like a different part of the camp or something like that and would have the kid come along and like sing songs to him on the way or whatever mm-hmm. and like the people in the surrounding town would hear this and they knew the kid and they recognized him and they were always you know happy to see him going sort of up and down the river with this Nazi guard or whatever uh and so in the in the film um he comes back to this town like i don't know years later Mm -hmm. and everyone's really happy to see him and there's this uh, extended scene where it's like him in front of this church that was a holding area where they kept people before they sent them off to the camp um and the townspeople are around him and they're all excited about seeing him again and the one and this one guy uh who insists on being very vocal during the entire uh sequence even though he like clearly does not know what he's talking about and is like being really uncomfortable um basically says that he went to some other town while this <clears> stuff was happening, so like during the Holocaust period, and watched a bunch of um, Jews being rounded up, uh, including a rabbi who was there with them. And the rabbi basically said they deserved it for killing Jesus, and so that this uh, was just like payback, basically. That's something basically.
0: someone has ever said.
1: Right. But this guy <laughs> took it as like gospel truth, and he's telling this story Right next to the dude who just like survived the Holocaust and was an amusement to the Literally. people in the town who knew what was happening, just didn't do anything about it. It was horrific. <laughs> and so it's basically that just like anything that bad, anything bad that happens to you is your fault, even if it's some like giant mass thing that you couldn't possibly have any control over.
0: Right? Like, yeah, probably if we ask for details, Rhonda fucking Burn would argue like. Well, the Jews were afraid of being persecuted, so persecution came to them. Not like chicken and egg shit. History tells you that people hate you because you're different, yeah. Um, And you have to be on guard at all times because
1: they hate me because I am different from them.
0: (laughs) Oh, the badly burned Albanian boy. (laughs) So that's just like patently offensive.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, and what about children? What about the, chi- like, what about children who are killed in, like, mass killings or are abused? Or, like, uh, I'm sorry, are there brain wavelengths on the same fucking frequency as, like, get me molested? Like, what the fuck?
1: I'm asking for it, bro.
0: Ugh, it's so frustrating. You young
1: and vulnerable like that.
0: And offensive and awful and fuck the secret. Yeah.
1: Well, it's just okay. depressing to think that there are people who, like, buy into this who just probably, like, kind of hate themselves on the basis of this, but I'm are also, also trying not to because they think, all right, well, this is my fault if these bad things happen to me. But I also can't think those negative thoughts, so I need to just, like, suppress that or, like, put it off to the side or whatever.
0: Well, and the, the secret is clearly formulated by people who have faced very little actual hardship in their lives yeah it's
1: just like upper class white people or basically. and
0: or are able to like really super rationalize and suppress and like it's garbage
1: like I, I i blame myself for stuff as much if not more than the average person but I'm also keenly aware that there are like larger elements outside of that right that contribute to things right and like the irrational part of me you know thinks it's my fault but I, you know, have enough of a, at least flimsy grasp of reason to understand that there's other stuff beyond that. That everything happens in context and that contributes.
0: Well, and there's, um, and I, but I think the secret takes it one step further than just like, I'm a crap person and so that's why my life is crap. Which, in some cases, many cases may be true, but maybe you're just depressed or maybe just like, the economy's bad or whatever... Um, The secret says, you know, not just crap things happen in your life or you're in a slump or whatever, but you, on some level, wanted it Mm -hmm. by being on the same frequency as crap things.
1: She doesn't talk about it, but it's just like, God, could you imagine if you were like a rape victim in this context?
0: Yeah, you're on the same frequency as that rapist.
1: You just just went out and you were like afraid that something was going to happen and so you brought it upon yourself by being afraid of it. You just walked out there confidently. It wouldn't have been a problem.
0: See? Exactly. Hashtag facts.
1: Yeah. It's awful. So that's terrible. Should we talk about the food stuff?
0: Oh, about fat thoughts? Yeah. Hashtag fat thoughts. Oh my god. This was also extremely offensive.
1: Just gotta think thin thoughts, man. That's so what it is.
0: Here, maybe I'll just... Uh, let's go to page 58.
1: Please, please do. Please
0: open to page 58 in your hymnal. Um, at least it. this is an original. It's not the 10-year anniversary version, which exists. And it's the first one that comes up on Amazon. The secret of your body. So it talks about losing weight.
1: Which everyone should want to do. Mm-hmm.
0: The second thing to know, who doesn't, doesn't matter what the first one is. The second thing to know is that your condition of being overweight was created through your thought to it. Does that, that doesn't make sense. To put it in the most basic terms, if someone is overweight, it came from thinking, quote, fat thoughts. Whether that person was aware of it or not. A person cannot think, quote, thin thoughts and be fat. It completely defies the law of attraction.
1: I also like this idea, uh, uh. That, like, you might not even be aware of this. That, like, your subconscious is is trying to make you fat. Which makes me think of the the eternal war between uh, subconscious and uh, inner goddess that we've discussed earlier. Oh, my God. So, But it's just, like, you don't even know this. So you have to, like, interrogate this part of your brain that you don't even have control over, basically. And say, like, why are you making me fat, other part of my brain?
0: Well, and then there are so many offensive... Uh, first of all, you caused yourself to be fat. Through your fat thoughts. Um, but apparently, if you use the secret correctly, on the next page it tells us, food cannot cause you to put on weight unless you think it can. So your thoughts it's
1: not how, can it's not how violate
0: all of nature calories and biology. Work. Yeah. <laughs> and like, heredity, and like, Uh, environmental factors and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Your thoughts are making you fat. So if you want to fit into those skinny jeans you better think the thoughts.
1: This is like some borderline like pro-anna shit. Yeah. Like it's close.
0: Yeah. In terms
1: Uh, of just like yeah, that you can just think it and that you should think it basically.
0: Don't buy clothes at your current weight it says. Like
1: aspirational clothes shopping always a bad idea it's always
0: a bad idea yeah you buy a pair of pants money. or like a shirt and you're like maybe i'll fit into this later it's a little tight now but if i lost a little weight and it's like you literally never fit that shirt it doesn't work and you just have to get rid of it unworn
1: it's like it's like aspirational grocery shopping trap that i often fall into <laughs> just be honest about what you're gonna want in like two days and just get that instead.
0: Well, you can't eat vegetables if you didn't buy vegetables. They're gonna go bad in the drawer, but it's can't good I? to try.
1: What if I What if I just think about a vegetable and it appears unto me?
0: Well, you could do that.
1: That's how that works, like a like a dream cabbage Listen, or something.
0: I thought about how I was out of vodka, and wondering should I go to the liquor store before we uh do this podcast? The universe and then delivered, bro. The universe delivered. I mean, the universe is named isaac my husband who bought me a new 175 of tito's vodka um but the universe works through other people so thanks universe
1: for some mysterious ways bro
0: here's some of the other horrific stuff in that weight loss section um so basically what it tells you to do is to let's see Make your intention to look for, admire, and inwardly praise people with your idea of a perfect weight bodies.
1: Which is bad.
0: Which is, um, so pay attention to all media, which tells you what a perfect body is supposed to look like. Right. And just focus on that and their bodies and wanting that body and what it would like be like to have that body. Um, See, this to me
1: seems like it's, it's like... That that could go in an eating disorder direction. It could also go in like a Dahmer kind of direction. Mm, We're just delicious. trying to like get control over these bodies, but like not kill them and somehow make them like your zombies, so you can do stuff with them. I feel like that's not exactly where she is intending to go with this, but I feel like it's not a completely illogical next step. I'm with you. From what she's suggesting.
0: You. Yeah.
1: I'm not advocating that as such. I'm just saying the logic yeah. leaves an opening for that.
0: But just this idea that, like, the secret is desire what you don't have and, 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 like, give in to all society's messages about, like, fat is bad, your body is bad, want to be this, only think of this.
1: Well, yeah, and you should should always want something. There always has to be something outside of yourself that you don't have, so you're operating from this, like, constant lack and inferiority.
0: Whereas, like, that's total garbage because, like, looking through, like, a fucking self magazine or something just makes me feel like garbage, not like, oh, I'm gonna have that body. Or, like, refusing to buy myself new clothes until I lose weight or something, like, that's garbage. You're gonna be like, I have a pair of pants that fits me and everything else is too small. Like, you have to have clothes that fit you in your life.
1: Should've thought about that, fatty.
0: You're always gonna feel like trash unless you like, you know, also it's not practical. You need clothing for different things, like for work and stuff. That's just so frustrating. And it's like, just it, it's it's just telling you to give in to self-loathing basically. But possibly even more offensive than hate yourself into um, a new body is the next, kind of the next sentence there on 61. If you see people who are overweight, do not observe them, but immediately switch your mind to the picture of you and your perfect body and feel it. Just don't look at fatties, basically. So, what? Yeah. What? What? Ha! What? Just pretend people you think are 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 over your ideal weight are don't exist, or mm. just like on persons refuse to think of their bodies but like you have to interact with them so like how can you what no eye contact don't treat them like humans like what are you fucking saying Rhonda fucking burn who tells us she now keeps uh herself at uh 116 pounds and can eat whatever she wants because the universe um, told her she wants it false, or she false. can have it it's like uh that kinda sounds like you're just a small person and that's like your natural like default weight once you got also, rid of all your baby weight. Someone has an eating disorder. And or you have an eating disorder. It's in- incredibly problematic and fucked up. Like first of all, we should all want to lose weight. Um second of all, um you can accomplish it through thoughts alone and there are no other factors and also ignore fat people in the world because can I talk that's- about- something you should do
1: can i talk about the other one that goes along with this Mm -hmm. where she's talking about um disease
0: oh oh yes that whole chapter about health and disease is also extremely offensive the
1: basic idea that disease can't live in an emotionally healthy body so that if you like have your shit together you can't possibly get sick but then also if you are sick you can't talk about it because if you talk about it, mm-hmm. that perpetuates it or makes it worse. So you just need to like never mention that you have some sort of illness or something. Right. You just don't talk about it with anyone.
0: There's like a brief aside, like let the doctors handle it. So you still have to go to the doctor, but don't think about why you're going to the doctor or talk about. And do about not why you're talk to the doctor. the
1: doctor about it. Yeah, don't talk to all. the
0: doctor. Don't mention your disease to the doctor.
1: Nope.
0: Be like. The doctor's like, listen, you're um your aids is going really badly and you're just like
1: there's like so how how's your how's your golf game doc yeah been hitting the links
0: you see that beautiful rainbow outside it's a it's an amazing day the weather is killer and the doctor's like speaking of killing like you have to take your meds yeah but 128 we're told love and gratitude can dissolve any disease
1: gratitude
0: gratitude don't give me no attitude
1: um, like that that uh, the, i don't remember if it was around there earlier when she talks about like waking up in the morning and just saying like thank you over and over again jesus christ it's like first of all you're not thankful for your day waking up in your like fucking mcmansion hell house or whatever that you live in
0: mm-hmm.
1: that you bought with like secret money
0: money you conned from like millions of sad miserable Desperate people, people. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah yep yep that feels good
0: oh on 130 talks about like okay so it is like a science fact or whatever that your body's constantly regenerating its cells or whatever so sure, like sure. eventually like all the cells have been replaced
1: yeah theoretically you're a new person
0: right so if our entire bodies are replaced within a few years, as science has proven, then how can it be that degeneration or illness remains in our bodies for years? It can only be held there by thought, by observation of the illness, and by the attention given to the illness.
1: So you can just like growing old is basically just negative thoughts?
0: Yeah. Or like um if you're like like what about people with like a a like a congenital like birth disorder or something on persons like you know if we didn't pay so much attention to tiffany's down syndrome it would just go away
1: well and like you know in seven years from now her her cells will just regenerate Mm -hmm. like normal Mm -hmm. and then it's okay
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Like that's not really how genetics work i don't know if you understand that listen i don't think she does
0: if you believed, you wouldn't have hemophilia. Yep. <laughs> like what?
1: Just gotta want it, man.
0: Uh, believe in all this Western medicine. Stop craft.
1: bleeding, buddy, and then it just stops. Just like totally just fine. Just
0: think, coagulative thoughts. <laughs>
1: Always thinking about coagulation.
0: That's our new T-shirt for this podcast. Think coagulative thoughts.
1: I like that. <laughs> That's, good. That's a good T-shirt, actually. <laughs>
0: Fuck, this book is bad. Yeah, that part's terrible. Oh, 132. Here's some more.
1: That's my that's my shut up about your illness note. Yeah. Not
0: Stop talking about it. You're making it worse. Exactly. Um, I mean, the whole thing is fake and or pseudoscience, but this chapter is particularly bad. I think
1: pseudoscience is generous. Because pseudo at least has the pretense of being scientific.
0: Well, there's some parts where she tries to kind of... There's a couple, like, physicists... Like, quantum physics nonsense uh, that she's trying to throw in there? Listen, she doesn't have any training in physics, but she understood the quantum physics book she read because she wanted it. She
1: read the, like, quantum physics for dummies book and then...
0: Probably. ...went
1: with that? Or she watched, what was that, like, The Elegant Universe or whatever Uh that was on PBS? She just Mm -hmm. watched that and boom knows it knows it into string theory and she's
0: like well that's the that's the secret doesn't matter what they actually said she just believes it's the secret yep and then it is um but this is one of the most offensive and actually dangerous things she said on 132 you cannot quote catch anything unless you think you can and thinking you can is inviting it to you with your thought You're also inviting illness if you are listening to people talking about their illness, blah, 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 blah. Like all the entire sciences of like uh, epidemiology, immunology, nonsense. You can only get a disease if you think you can, which um, we know is true because no one's ever gotten a disease they've never heard of, right? Okay, well, that's a joke. That's I was
1: joke. thinking so you have you have the think coagulative thoughts t shirt <laughs>
0: okay.
1: uh maybe like a like a put on your mind condom one <laughs> <laughs> that you can just like shut it down just decide like I'm not gonna get herpes mm-hmm mm do and worry about it
0: if I don't believe it,
1: expose me to whatever man bring it
0: yeah, yeah, seriously why do i, wh- I but to me that also kind of plays into like um fucking, like, anti-vaxxer nonsense. Yeah. I mean, it's not. it doesn't say vaccines are bad for you. It says you don't need vaccines if you have the right attitude. Your kid's
1: not gonna get measles unless they think they're gonna get measles.
0: And no kid has ever gotten measles who didn't know what measles was. JK, it happens all the time. People get diseases that they've never heard of or didn't know they were exposed to all the time, so how could they have been asking for it?
1: I was trying to decide if the uh, the psychopath inside dude is into the secret.
0: Dude, that guy doesn't need a self-help book.
1: I was just thinking of that part because we're thinking about diseases and, like, whether you can decide to catch them or not. Mm-hmm. When he, uh like, sort of, like, backdoors his brother into going into that, like, Ebola cave. Mm. But, like, doesn't get sick. Sure. So it's totally fine.
0: I think he enacts the secret, but he wouldn't need to read it because there's nothing wrong with yeah. Yeah. He doesn't need a self-help book because he
1: He is the self-help book? Yeah.
0: He asks the universe for what he wants. JK, he just takes it because he doesn't care if it hurts people or how it happens.
1: Also, he's a man. You can do that. We're allowed to do that.
0: Why aren't you doing it more? Why do you have so many jobs?
1: I'm a terrible man. You know that. I'm like the worst at being a man. (laughs) Uh, I can try harder, but I don't think you're gonna like the other stuff like, that goes along with it.
0: It's like tepid over there. It's Lukewarm
1: like, <laughs> at best.
0: I mean you could grow a pretty sweet beard, but that's about where it ends. Yeah. Uh, you've never meet you've never shoved me up against a wall and stuck your tongue down my throat. Never beat anybody else up out of jealousy. Or any other reason. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you even doing with that dick? Like, ugh. I know, man. Rude. I don't know. It's a
1: mystery. It's a mystery.
0: Oh, so our friend Rhonda, not only does she have... Not only does uh, food not affect her weight, Um, she willed herself out of needing reading glasses. She was using reading glasses. Uh, she was getting older, and then... The secret told her, what are you doing? And she said, society told me old people need glasses, but fuck society. I don't need them anymore. And three days later, she no longer needed them. Guess what? Rhonda, it can't read shit now, I bet. She just wouldn't tell you that.
1: She left out the part where she uh, had LASIK within that three-day period. (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah, I I can see really well now.
0: Ugh yeah aging is um a construct it's state you, of mind if you believe that you're getting younger uh then you will according to Rhonda, It's like an eternal youth she the, those words were like uh, literally used in that chapter yeah yeah so um i should look up a picture of her from 2006 and see if she looks exactly the same now
1: I guess the Fountain of Youth is like pathological magical narcissism, maybe.
0: <laughs> the secret, pathological magical narcissism.
1: Which makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. I mean, if she just
1: pitched it as that, if that was like the tagline
0: mm-hmm.
1: at the beginning of the book, okay. Okay. I don't All agree right. with it, but I'll 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 appreciate the fact that you're stating it bluntly, if nothing else.
0: Yeah. Okay, because then there's a section about, like, how to affect the world, which is dumb and also patently, uh, offensive. It, um, there's one point where she uses a quote from, um, Jack Canfield, he's one of the, like, co-authors or whatever in this shit, um, who's the chicken soup for the soul guy, um... Which, fun fact, we used to have those books and we kept them in the, like, the bathroom magazine basket at my parents' house along with, like, Reader's Digest. Laughter's the best medicine. So I've read a bunch of that shit. I think I had a chicken soup for the teenage soul and, like, maybe used some stories from it for, like, a Mormon youth, like, talk I had to give at church a couple times because that's what happens when you're, like, a well-meaning 13 and 14-year-old says so they're talking about like how to make the world a better place like you can't make other people do things but you can like put positivity into the universe so uh our friend Rhonda here she doesn't read the news or watch the news because it's like a total bummer and a bummer will bring more bummers to you but so again there's this idea that if you are upset about something and you're resisting it and you're against it the universe only knows that you are uh, preoccupied with that thing and that and it sends more of it so like an anti-anything movement is just bringing more of that thing jack canfield says uh this is 142 in my version the anti-war movement creates more war the anti-drug movement has actually created more drugs. Because we're focusing on what we don't want. Drugs. Listen. I would love to talk about the war on drugs and how it's completely ineffective but I don't think that's what he's talking about here.
1: So you just have to like reverse psychology of the universe? <laughs> like, oh man, I want so much more war. And then...
0: No, because yeah. you're still thinking about war.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: Uh... So you just have to, th- like, think thoughts of, like, peace. I'm not
1: anti-war. I'm pro-peace.
0: And sobriety. It's like some
1: Nazi shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's, like, offensive. I mean, there's something to be said for positive messaging. Like, the way that, like, say, like... Um, like uh, people who hate women having reproductive choices call themselves pro-life, but people who on the other side who call themselves pro-choice um, often will use phrases like anti-abortion or like anti-reproductive justice to point out that those people are doing something negative. So there, there is something to be said for like the power of positive messaging. Like you want people to vote for something rather than against something. Trump um, so but also anti-war movement doesn't create more wars That uh, show me your evidence Jack Canfield of Chicken Soup for the Soul fame who decided one day he wanted $100,000 a year but only made 92000 that first year so fuck you
1: so it doesn't work because you can get 100000
0: anyway that was garbage it didn't make sense
1: I think that's just a general review for the book.
0: Oh, also, did you know that there are literally no limits to what the resor- the, the universe can provide? Including natural resources. Like oil. That's a fact that she talks about. Yeah. If you still. just She talked about some oil company in Belize, I think. Like nobody was finding any oil in Belize and then this one team was trained in like um Pyramid scheme, positive thinking, and then they found like all the oil, and it's like, there's no limit. There's so much oil. If you just believe there's oil, the universe will give it to you. They'll make it.
1: My note just says "mind oil!" Exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta want it, man. Find it. Yeah. The only other point I really specifically wanted to get to was the sacrifice thing.
0: Oh yeah, I wrote that down somewhere.
1: Yeah, just the idea that like, well. I'd I have it as 108 It's sort of the first mention of it. Okay. That the idea of giving means you have more than enough, so you have extra stuff to give to other people. Mm. But if you sacrifice something, that means you're, you're operating from some sort of lack that you're already, like, behind and are just, like, giving stuff away, so you're putting yourself in more of a hole, mm-hmm. and then you're just going to end up, like, resenting people because you, you sacrifice for them. That the idea that doing something for anything other than, like, selfish reasons is just terrible... Right. Like, why would you want to do that?
0: Well, yeah, there's all this stuff. Because there's, like, this chapter about relationships and about how, like, you have to love your... Well, as RuPaul says...
1: If you can't love yourself. You can't, you
0: know, if you don't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Which, I get an amen? Amen. All right. Thank you. That was church. Bye, everybody. Um, which, like, there's definitely something to that, like... Not that like, if you have low self-esteem, you can't find love, that's bullshit. Like, I low self-esteem all the time. <laughs> but there is, you know, you're more likely to attract positive people into your life if you are confident and don't hate yourself. Oh, sorry. So on 118, she writes, many people have sacrificed themselves for other thinking when they sacrifice themselves, they're being a good person. Wrong, exclamation point. Um, And that's a whole thing about like lack and abundance and uh oh box elder. Um, which is a very like a very like Ayn Randian. This idea that uh, sacrificing is is bullshit and is not a net positive because like you need to be focused on. So there's this whole part about like you have to be selfish to get what you want but it's not bad selfishness it's making yourself more lovable or it's not bullshit like rationalization
1: well it seems like it's it's if i'm remembering correctly it's sort of set up around this idea of like you have to take care of yourself first and then other stuff but like the and then other stuff just doesn't happen like you just take care of yourself basically
0: right Right. i mean yeah there's a thing to be said about the like airplane oxygen mask thing where like you need to put yours on first before you can help anyone else because otherwise you pass out
1: but like you're probably just going to die anyway maybe if your plane is to the point where it's depressurizing it's not always going to be a crash situation but I feel like more often than not
0: okay well it's still a good analogy Just,
1: just the, I, I just always think of the, uh, the flight club version of that what's that? Or, uh, Tyler's theory for why they, uh, why they want you to put the oxygen masks on is because it's pure oxygen, so it gets you high, so you forget about the fact that you're about to die.
0: I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. If I'm about to die, I might as well get high. There's something else in that chapter about, like, relationships, where there's this woman who, like, is, she wants, she is telling being very clear with the universe about what she wants in a perfect partner. Um, and she's thinking positively, and she's having gratitude for this thing, and acting as if she's already received it, she thinks, but she's not getting it. She's not meeting this guy. Until she realizes she is not making room. She's not really acting like oh my she God, has it. That so one. she starts parking on one side of her garage, and sleeping only on one side of the bed and cleaning out part of her closet so there's room for her imaginary future boyfriend's clothes
1: so depressing I it's forgot about that the part
0: the saddest shit I have ever heard because like I love Isaac I mean don't nobody tell him this I
1: feel like there's a butt coming here <laughs>
0: I love Isaac but you know what I love probably more is sleeping and having a bed to myself where I can just like fucking sprawl across the middle of it I mean, that's kind of amazing. So, like, why would you coop yourself up to one side of the bed if you don't have to? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Uh, universe, why do you want me to be sad?
1: hmm hmm
0: so You can start listening one... again. Yeah. Whatever. I assume you are just plugging your ears during that break. Yeah, no, it was definitely... I definitely... mean, I know you didn't know that I love sleep more than anything, but... Yeah, no. I'm... Sorry you had to find out this way. I, I know where I stand. Illusions about this. Um, I just had one more thing that's kind of an activity. Okay. Um, so on page one seventy two, I love this. It's in the chapter entitled "The Secret to You." If you are seeking an answer or guidance on something in your life, ask the question, believe you will receive, and then open this book randomly. The exact place where the pages fall open will be the guidance and answer. You. Are seeking. It's like some bullshit, like, I Ching shit. How, how will we manage to ever afford slash logistically have children? I'm just going to open it up here. Okay. Is
1: there a section on organ sales in there?
0: <laughs> okay, open to 109. Put my finger down on, uh... If you've been brought up to believe that being wealthy is not spiritual, then I highly recommend you read the Millionaires of the Bible series by and Ponder. Okay, so become a millionaire, like Jesus, and then we can have kids. Thank you for the answer, Universe.
1: Didn't turn out that great for him, though.
0: No, that's true. Uh, How how will I I manage to have my own um, television series produced, Universe? Oh, I pointed to a blank page that just has pictures on it. So I'll go to the other page. What are the pictures? Um, it's the fucking S secret, um, uh, like seal. So, so I'll w- move wax
1: f- wax seals are the solution then?
0: I'm gonna move my finger across to the other page. Uh, there's a quote by Marie Diamond, feng shui consultant, teacher, and speaker. The secret means that we are creators of our universe and that every wish we want to create will manifest in our lives. Therefore, our wishes, thoughts, and feelings are very important because they will manifest. And then she tells that dumb story about that guy who was painting pictures of women not liking him. And then she told him to paint pictures of women liking him. And then he got dates.
1: What if he painted, like, like weird, like, hardcore porn stuff or something?
0: Well, that's what's going to come into your life. So I need to paint a picture of the future television show I would like to have produced. And then it will happen, I guess...
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: I think that's what the secret just told me. Wow. All right. Well, I better get out my paints.
1: Do it. Paint some stuff.
0: (sighs) I mean, I feel already like I'm getting more of what I want just through positive thinking.
1: Yeah, no, for sure.
0: I mean, I've lost um, so much weight since earlier today when I finished this book a couple hours ago.
1: It's, It's kind of impressive.
0: Lost weight. Uh, there's so much wealth coming at me. Just going to get checks in the mail. Just because I think about them. It's going to be good.
1: Yeah, it should be pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, future looks bright through the power of magical thinking. Anything else you'd like to add about the secret? I'm good. No. Okay. Isaac's falling asleep. So we'll wrap this up. Um, That was the secret. Give me... Comments about the secret, uh, questions you'd like us to answer. Um, you should get in touch with us. The website is couplesbookclubcast.blog. We also have email address, couplesbookclubcast at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Facebook, just search for Couples Book Club. Um, and you can comment uh, there, send us messages. Um, You can also listen to us at all your favorite places. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Um, Rate, review, subscribe. Do those things. Tell your friends. Tell people you don't like, even, actually. I don't care if you don't like them. They can still listen to this podcast. For our next episode, we will be reading... Let me grab it here. A book by our hero and friend because we have a life-size cardboard cutout of him in our kitchen, and he protects us. Uh, Detective Lieutenant Joe Kenda. As seen on Investigation Discovery on the show Homicide Hunter. His book is entitled I Will Find You Solving Killer Cases for My Life Fighting Cry. Pumped. Um, He's a very smart and, like, dryly like funny, kind of sarcastic dude who tells a great story. Um, he also has some kind of like useless master's degree in like international studies or some shit. Um, so I assume he's a smart dude who's a good writer, and I'm really looking forward to it. So feel free to to read along. Thanks for listening, guys. Use the secret and um, tell us if somebody gives you like a million dollars or something. Um, they won't, but um, you know. Try to convince me otherwise. Um, Bye.